All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable. Stop right there. I'm in. Welcome, everybody, back to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, where we talk about all things geek. My name is Matthew Reyes, and I'm joined today, as always, by my brother, Stephen Reyes. How are you doing today, Stephen? Yo, 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 yo. Is this the first time I've ever... You've introduced yourself as Matthew Reyes? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's I think so. freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, because usually I just say Matthew, and uh, but this time... Uh, ben Damaris, my my boss's boss, was like, "You never introduce stuff on the podcast with your last name." So I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it this time." Good <laughs> so, and perfect timing, given what we have to talk about this week. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So, all right. Yeah. So this week um, was kind of busy, I guess. We got some. We got a whole day where it was just Doctor Strange three news that was coming out. So we're gonna talk about that as well as we got some information about Ahsoka that's coming out next week, some uh, some information on when it's coming out. It got got pushed up a few hours. Mm. That was nice. Yeah. And then, of course, Blue Beetle came out yesterday, and I want to talk about that movie so bad. So we definitely got to dive into that. But how are you doing today, Steven? I'm good. I am happy. It's the weekend. I got two days off uh, from, from yep. school. It's this week has been has been rough. It's been a lot of um, stuff happening in school. I mean, we've learned a lot, but there've been some times where the teacher has like raised his voice a little bit because some of the guys in our class, like they they're on the young side and they're on the phones <laughs> a lot. They're sleeping in class and he's like, he, he's talked to me about this before. Oh he's like, God. if these guys are here, they're supposed to, they, they're supposed to be learning something. And it's not like college or or high school or something like that where they're being forced to do it. Like these guys are. Are choosing to be here and not getting anything out of it really they're, they're wasting their time and they're wasting hours and i'm like that's true you know everything's good we uh we, we're gonna be building a uh, a workshop a 16 foot wide by 24 foot long workshop next week so i'm really excited really? about that yeah oh i can't freaking wait i think that um i think that uh it's gonna be a really nice learning experience yeah yeah that sounds that sounds fun yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, oh, you have yeah. you have another what eleven months before before you're done. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see. I finish up in June of next year, and then it's all up in up in the air right now. What's gonna be happening? But uh, yeah, I'm gonna take advantage as much as I possibly can of this class. I mean, I want to get as much experience as possible because this is stuff I was not able to learn while I was on the job sites because. Most of the guys that I was I was working under, they didn't want to teach you anything. They wanted you to know what you were doing, and if you didn't know what you were doing, they didn't want to give you that assignment. You know, the framing right. stuff or like the advanced trim carpentry stuff. They didn't want to give it to you. But I want to do that. I want to challenge myself. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Um, but other than those Good. that little drama stuff, like the, the week was good. We we learned a lot of stuff. 
So I'm excited for next Good. week when we start building that uh, workshop. Um, but yeah, that's how about you, nice. man? What, how, how, how you been? How's the week treating you? Uh, yeah, going pretty well. We had Monday off because of the holiday in Rhode Island, which of course is victory day is what they're calling it, but they're changing it. I think I mentioned this last week. They're changing <laughs> it to remem- peace and remembrance day. So we had that month. We had Monday off. And You're the only state. Rhode Island is the only yep. state that still celebrates that. That's that's right, but it is nice to have that day off in August. Yeah. Like, not no one has days off in August or holiday, but Rhode Island does. So let's go. Uh, but then, other than that, um, so me and Tori are going to Italy in two weeks. So we just kind of finalizing everything we got going on there. We're going to Rome and the Amalfi Coast, and then I also booked a bunch of stuff for Peru that's happening in October. So we're doing that. I'm doing that with my grand, our grandfather in October. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, and then Disney World in November. So three months nice. straight. I'm okay. just, just doing its fun stuff. Fun stuff. <laughs> nice. But other than that, nothing nothing too crazy. We went Again, I went to go see the Blue Beetle yesterday, just like you. So I, I definitely want to bring, like, talking about that whenever you're ready. Oh, I am totally <laughs> ready. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, well, so the Blue Beetle came out yesterday, and really, it's it's an alien alien scarab chooses college graduate Jaime Reyes to its symbiotic host to be its symbiotic host, bestowing the teenager with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero known as the Blue Beetle. So, uh, this this movie came out yesterday. It's it was getting okay reviews um, from the uh, from the people who review things, <laughs> and I was hoping that I was hoping that hopefully the people who are like the fans that are seeing it will make the score go up on Rotten Tomatoes a little bit because obviously it was a really good movie I think, and I'm not sure Stephen have you checked it lately has it has it gone up? Uh, that's a good question. Let me check it right now. Um, I'm gonna say. No, it didn't. But let me just double check here. Wait for my. Uh, Hopefully, it hasn't gone down. <laughs> I hope it. Well, the, when I gave you that update like two days ago, it was an eighty-seven percent. Yesterday, it was an eighty-three percent. So I'm really hoping it didn't go down. Uh, that would suck, bruh. Blue Beetle. Rotten Tomatoes. No. <laughs> fuck you. It's a seventy-six percent right now. On Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, how the fuck does it keep going down? Hold on. How many reviews does it have? I don't know. It's because it's a DC movie. But it automatically at, at gets my hate. showing, I'm not sure about you, but in my showing, I went at 3 o'clock in the afternoon because I had yesterday off. So I went 3 p.m. instead of the 6.30 p.m. showing I was supposed to go. Uh, the 6.30 p.m. showing was pretty packed uh, when I went to go look at the tickets. But 3 p.m. had nobody in it. I think there was maybe, if that if 10 people were in the theater then that that was a lot so uh mm. that's and they, they only had one showing that's the problem i think this movie is going to face is that it's not going to a lot of theaters may not be showing it like it should be shown so yeah. three showings yesterday maybe a few showings today some theaters are not even showing it at all so yeah that, that's the problem i think this movie is going to face even though i think it's a really good movie it has it being a dc uh superhero movie that no one knows about um on not on its side so yeah that's it's truly unfortunate because if you look at the last like three um dc 
EU films that came out. You have Shazam, uh, or, or, or I should say Black Adam first, Shazam, mm-hmm. Fury of the Gods, and then I think The Flash was right after Flash. that. All of them yep. tanked. Like, those were not yep. good. Like, Black Adam, that was entertaining for the most part, but there was no yeah, true depth it. around, like, the side characters. You didn't get to know them that well. It didn't, it wasn't really that right. special. I mean, I think the people that held it together, it wasn't even Black Adam. It wasn't even The Rock that held it together. I think Pierce Brosnan and the guy who played Hawkman were the guys that kept that afloat the entire time. The, mm-hmm. like, the, the villain, generic. The, like, the plot, everything <laughs> like that was pretty damn generic. Fun at, mo- at times, which is cool. Yeah, but you know, it didn't it didn't win over a lot I of people, agree. and I understand that. Uh, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, and The Flash, both tanked, both just kept they were just really wishy washy. Didn't really go anywhere. But with mm-hmm. Blue Beetle, this was the end of that crap fest of a of a DC universe, and the beginning of what is supposed to be a phenomenal new um, DC universe. DC Studios, right. I think it's called now, or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the DC yeah. Studios. Yeah. DC Studios. All right, cool. Yeah. So Blue Beetle, honestly, if I found if if I'm looking at this as a critic, I'm saying this is maybe the best DCEU film to date. You know, if I'm looking at this as like a, a as just a an, a fan of comic book movies and comic book related uh, content. I think this was stellar. I really do. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 93%. And I think that's that's justified. It makes a lot of sense. Because this is the kind of movie that gets you in the feels. It hits you hard. And it keeps you... It, it pulls you along for the ride the entire way through the movie. From start to finish, all I'm thinking is, wow, holy shit, that was funny. Wow, holy crap, that was an amazing fight. Wow, holy crap, this family is so cool and so funny and so <laughs> diverse. Like, every no, single one of them has abuela. their... The, abuela, yeah. And they all had their own secrets and shit, and it was so cool. Yep. You know, some of the characters, I think, were underdeveloped like in the, the, um, in the families, but... The part, the, the characters who got their times to shine, I think it was beautiful. You know, George Lopez, he shines as Uncle Rudy. Oh, yes. Um, Zolo Maraduena. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Zolo Maraduena, he, he shines as Jaime uh, Reyes in this. I think that, if I'm being honest, the villains are one dimensional in this film. Like, it's, it, you don't really get to know them that well. Like as soon as they come on the screen, you're like, "Oh, okay, these are the bad guys." It's a generic, typical plot. It kind of reminded me of Ant Man a little bit in the first one because, while in the first one they were trying yeah, to get their hands on this bad technology, just to be bad. exactly. They're, it's generic being bad. Like, oh, we're gonna make these suits, uh, these Ant Man suits, these uh, wasp. What, what are they called? The fuck, uh, j- uh, j- yellow jacket, um, yellow suits jacket, right. that are just like the Ant Man suits, but they're evil. In this one, it's like, oh, this is a scarab. This is, it's a scarab that chooses somebody, you know, and they are the good people. But we're going to override that scarab, and we're going to make hundreds of thousands of these weapons for evil. And I'm like, well, shit, why do you want to make it for evil? But they never went that far. It was very just monotone for the villains. But that didn't matter, honestly. Everything else that they included in this um, this film was spectacular to the point where it didn't matter if the villains were were just bland if they were one-dimensional because 
everything else that we were given throughout the film, the, it, it, it was still able to succeed after because of all of that. You know, I mean, the mm-hmm. VFX, for the most part, really good. I think there were a couple of spots where it was like a little sh- like weird here and there. And I was like, eh, that's that's not it, it didn't really work. But for the most part, the FX, the VFX team did a great job in this film. It did better, like with the, with the its special effects, than most films did that had a higher budget than them, and that's freaking incredible. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, this movie was supposed to be HBO Max. So when they first, when they official, when they sorry, when they were starting to film this movie, and I think even up to when they finished filming, it was supposed to be an HBO Max movie. And so I think the budget was a little bit less at first. And then I think they, they said, you know what, let's put it up. Let's put it in theaters. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay. That makes a lot more sense now. Um, well, I'm glad they brought it to theaters just because I would, I love to see that on the big screen. I'd love, and I think it was, it was worth seeing in the, in the theaters. I, um, mm-hmm. I was bummed because, <laughs> If, I don't think Florida people like to see these kind of these uh, DC movies, man. I really don't because <laughs> when I saw it, it's it's stupid. When I saw it, there's like four people, and all of them, like well, maybe they're like six people, yeah, six people in total in the theater, in a theater that fits easy to like 200 people. And the coolest thing was like they were all everyone that was in the theater, those six people. <laughs> They were very interactive. They were engaging with like what, what was happening on the screen. Every single funny moment, they were laughing along with me. Every single very like sentimental moment, like family moment, they were in it with me. When Abu- when um when Nana, and I said Abuela, uh, Na- when Nana pulls out the freaking Gatlin gun, everyone went nuts. They lost it in the theater. I was like, this is perfect. Oh my god. Um, when um. What's his face? When George Lopez first appears on the screen in his truck, everyone was like, hey, oh, my God. Like, they were going crazy. It was amazing. Um, Let's get a Maltel cocktail and burn this place yeah, to the ground. Exactly. <laughs> it was so great. That was amazing. And I was like, I was afraid they were going to underutilize him. But, no, they did a great job uh, with his character. And um, I think that um, – Jaime Reyes, I think that Zolo Maraduena made the character very charismatic. He made him stand out as a protagonist. He didn't make him bland. He didn't make him uh, boring or any way. Like he was, he was a he was an appealing lead, and he had a very fun supporting cast around him. And he had a fucking amazing costume. That costume was cool. Yeah. And the AI system that was inside of his suit or whatever, I don't even know what that was. Like it, this movie gave me bits of like. Iron Man at points because of the AI, Spider-Man because of the age and, you know, the the kind of way he moves about. Like even with like the last the last part when he has like the sword over, he's going down to take down the villain, like he's going to kill him. And he gets stopped by the AI system by I don't even remember the, the name. I'm, I apologize for that, but Kajda, Kajda. Yeah, he gets stopped by Kajda and he's like we don't kill people. That was something that he had said earlier on. It was a nice callback, but that was a, a, also a kind of a callback to Spider-Man No Way Home when um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man was going to kill um, kill Goblin and um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man stops him. It's the same moment. It, it, it was the same energy for me. 
It also had, it kind of had a little bit of Black Panther in there too, you know. But you know, with yeah. with losing a family member and with that kind of uh, that struggle, um, and right, exactly. I think that this did a better job than most comic book movies do of incorporating or including a, a specific uh, race, a specific um, ethnicity. And um, it didn't shy away. It really didn't shy away from that part at all. I think that um, like in the beginning, it's, it's more of course, lighthearted, you know, getting yourself invested into the story. And then in the middle part, it's, it, it's a, it's a weird tough pivot, but I think that, that everybody involved handled it well. Like it's, it's echoing like in the, the, the moment where, where um, Susan Sarandon's team, like they infiltrate um, Yaimi's, Yaimi's uh, house um, and his family's in, in the, uh, the bedroom, like, like cowering in the corner. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's echoing the terror that like immigrant, immigrant families have no doubt have to been, have had to have had to deal with over and over again um in the united states and um they don't shy away from putting racism and anti-immigrant um Im- immigrant uh f- i don't know anti-immigrant um the anti-immigrant mentality um mentality? at the at the at the right. at, at the at, at, at front and center for you you know and right. even down to victoria casually re- referring to a mexican scientist in her employ as Sanchez instead of his actual fucking name which I don't even remember his name but it was it was a very long name and it was a badass yeah. moment of a reveal you know, too it's funny because he is um on IMBD he is IMDB he uh, is his name says Dr. Sanchez <laughs> it doesn't actually say his real name so that's pretty funny oh my goodness that's a good gag that's a nice a little touch there I like that Oh yep. man, I think that um, I think that with this with this movie, you get a lot. It like there are all oh, there are points that you kind of have to hit with all these comic book movies. It does that at point at times. I get it. Every comic book movie has to hit these sort of sort of points, but it has enough flavor, enough enough diversity to kind of stand away from the rest of the especially DC movies that have come out, but in general comic book movies, it has enough, it has enough to pull away to make it its own unique thing in the comic book verse, yeah. in the, the comic book movie verse, I guess you can say, but I, um, yep. Honestly, like, I remember talking to you yesterday about this. Like it was, it, it's, it's, it's so true. Like it's, it's that movie that, it, it really just it, it grabs at your heart, and like I actually it fucking sure cried. Does. I cried, dude, like during that <laughs> infiltration scene in the middle of the movie. Like, oh my god, that, that fucking hurt. And it, like, it's true. I mean, like I, I I get it. Like, our family can be crazy sometimes. You know, we've we've we don't always see eye to eye with each other. But like, it just made me like like re- it reminded me of the love that I have for my family for like for our heritage and everything it it really Mm -hmm. made me feel proud to be a reyes you know Mm -hmm. so but i'm talking way too much how about you man no (laughs) you're not you're not talking too much i i don't know see i so i like i really liked the relationship between Jaime and his uh his dad 
of course that was that was cool and he was the dad being over positive right when he's when he shouldn't be when everything's not going his way but he's still positive right yeah. he's saying he they they lost the shop uh they're getting kicked out of their home because of of the cords the cord family and yeah. he's he had a, he had a heart attack but he just tells Jaime uh, this is a journey we're on right now and I don't know where it's going, but it's it's the journey we have to follow it. And right. Jaime is the more the negative more negative one that eventually sees his the point of his father, which is cool. I think that um Well I think it's cool is that didn't, Yeah. Oh you go first, sorry. Sorry, okay. I'll, I'll stop. No, I was gonna say the person we didn't get the most we didn't get to see more of was the mother because she yeah. we didn't get a whole lot from her we got of course rudy uncle rudy we got nana <laughs> what did she say down with the down with the imperialists <laughs> down with the imperialists yes that yeah. was amazing <laughs> it's a lot of things you don't know about nana <laughs> uh, nope. so we the, the sister of course we we got a lot of milagro and and then the Nana and then the father, but the mother, not so much, but yeah, no, I, I loved all the characters and that, that's, that what makes, that's what makes a good movie. I told you, told you today that I, if the movie makes you emotional and if it happens more than once in the movie, I makes it even better. So it's, yeah. it was a very good movie. I think the only thing that I think should have happened sooner was the whole memory unlock thing for the bad guy. The one that had the machine, I think his name was, yeah. Um, I think so too. Like having Car- him. Carapax. Oh, I'll I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um, yeah. But I um, no, I totally agree with you. I I think that it felt very underwhelming to have that reveal at the end after he's already been defeated. Yeah. I'm like, like there's 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 too much at stake at this point to be like, oh, we're gonna make our our villains bland, and we don't we want we don't want to tell you too much, you know. But this guy, yeah. like, you sort of felt him at the end. But it wasn't enough to be like, oh wow, what a nice turning point. No, it was it was different. I I couldn't feel for him really that much at all. I'm like, oh wow, this guy got hurt and everything. That sucks. Anyway, yeah. moving on to the next thing. Uh, where is this guy? Um, he's not even on the castles originally. Doctor Sanchez. He's not. Con. Oh no, Con Conrad Carapax. Conrad Carapax. Yeah, okay. he's the. Uh, yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. Carapax. So, yeah, I think his his reveal of the whole memory thing should have happened sooner in the movie and not the last like thirty seconds. But because mm. uh, I think we would have been ha- having had time, we should have had time to to feel for him a little bit more before he <laughs> kind of commits suicide with uh, what's yeah. her what's her name uh, with Susan Sarandon's character. Um, Susan, that's Victoria Cord. Victoria, Cord, yeah, right. So the sister of right, right, right. Uh, Jenny Cord's um, or Ted. Jenny Cord's aunt, yeah. Ted, yeah, Ted, because Ted Cord is the father of Jenny Cord, who was the original Blue Beetle, apparently. Which Actually, in the comics, I'm pretty sure he was the second one. Exactly. So, like in the comics, Ted Cord is the second one. He's the most well known yeah. of the of the the first three. Because uh, what's his face, uh, Jaime Reyes? He's the third. Inca- incarnation of the blue beetle. Steve, it's Jaime. It's Jaime. Just pronounce it with an H. It's Jaime. What am I saying? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I thought I was saying Jaime. I honestly, 
Are, are you? It sounds like I'm you're struggling a little bit. No, <laughs> it's like, like I keep <laughs> I keep almost saying Jamie, so I go Jaime. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm sorry. My bad. It's good accent. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so Jaime Reyes, uh, he is the third yeah. incarnation of the Blue Beetle. The, the, he's um, the third. Wow, he's really? The third. So the the first one, first one is Dan Garrett. They referenced him as well on the screen. You saw oh, his name. Yeah. But um, it says that. It actually stays true to the comics, you know, because he fought crime and he never actually had access to superpowers as the original Blue Beetle. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like Dan Garrett yeah. and Ted Kord, both the, fir- the front runners of, 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 of donning the, the Blue Beetle persona. Um, and then you had the third, which I think is actually, it's, I think it was a good idea having um, Jaime Reyes. There, I almost did it again. Uh, Jaime Reyes. <laughs> um, being the first person we see as Blue Beetle, and then you can expand it on upon it after that, you know. But, mm-hmm. but good, at good the on end, them. So we got a post credit scene uh, with with Ted. No, wait, Ted, right? Yeah. Yep. Ted Cord. Yeah. It's Ted. Ted. So he, he's on the screen. We don't see his face, but you know who he's voiced by? No. It was Ooh. Jason Sudeikis. Get the fuck out of here! No way. Hold on. That that was his voice, dude. I mean, that's oh what people God. are saying on the internet, but that that was his voice, and that he's going to be cast. If there's any ever ever a sequel, he'll be cast as the as that father role to Jenny Cord. Well, this is definitely the kind of but, film that warrants a sequel. I think that they can expand so much on this. Yeah, I hope they do, but I don't yeah. know if they're going to. In the comics, there's a Blue Beetle, and then what's the one that's red? What's his name? Uh, good question. Let me check that out. Because um, there's another version of Blue Beetle. It's like red counterpart has, to yeah. Blue Beetle. That would be. <laughs> it's literally. Wait, Red Beetle is a counterpart to the Vigilante Blue Beetle. Sarah Butters is it really red became Beetle? a member of the Justice Society using this name, Red Beetle. Her costume is an homage to the second Beetle, Ted Cord. So, um, the villainous Black Beetle. Uh, has also used this alias when he manipulated the time stream to obtain different scarabs. Holy shit. There is so much you can do on this in this this one universe, this one franchise. Yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely. I would love to see more of this. I think I think that um it it holds a a, a special place in the new DC studios. I think it belongs. Yeah. I think it was perfect as the starting point. For what is to come for the new DC Studios, I really do, and um, mm-hmm. there's so much to say. I, mean, I, I don't know where Superman to... and, and Batman. It yeah, it does. And the Flash. Batman's a fascist. And Batman's yeah. a fascist. <laughs> does it mention the Flash? Oh yeah, it does. does. At yeah. some point, he's rattling off superheroes, and he mentions the Flash. The Flash, but um, <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, I um, yeah. There's so much to say about this and not enough time to say it. There's so much you can say about this damn thing. I think that I, I, I could easily rank this higher than a lot of Marvel movies. Even in, like, in the original like first three phrase, phases, I can hold this higher than a decent amount of those. Um, and I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't agree with the Rotten Tomato score. I, I loved it two days ago because two days ago it was an 88% when it first got revealed, you know, to be ro- it was uh, Rotten Tomatoes fresh, certified fresh. Now this is perfect. I like yeah. that rating. 
And then when I saw it yesterday, I'm like, oh, yeah, 88% makes sense. But then I looked at it last night. It was like an 83%. I was like, well, fuck. Okay. Um, and then this, now it's 76. I'm like, this is bullshit. It should not be I, that low. I think it's going to go up, though. I mean, it's still the, the Thursday night previews was last night. So, and I think that over the weekend, we'll get some more people in the theater. And I, I think it'll go up a little bit. I, th- I think you could crack the mid-80s if uh, people get into the theater. So hopefully it goes higher than that. But because the thing is, is that DC, like you had mentioned before, is struggling a lot right now because they, all right, this is the thing with DC, right? So they recasted. So they they started a new universe (laughs) after, after the Christian Bale, they started a new universe and they recasted everybody of course, and then halfway through that, shit was hitting the fan with DC. Their stories were sucking, and yeah, it just was terrible. And then they decided to recast again and do like a new universe. So people are sick of it, right? They're like, fuck this. No, wow, I'm not going to follow this anymore. And so the fans, there's just not enough fans out there for DC right now. And I think that once Superman comes out, that's, I think, will draw people back to this universe is when Superman comes out. I know that sucks because Blue Blue Beetle gets pushed under the rug because not being marketed correctly, but I think Superman will push people back into the into the DC universe. If not that, then uh, of course we got Batman, Brave and the Brave and the Bold coming out the year after that. But then we also have the standalone DC movies that are doing very well, like the Joker, right? Joker did very well, and so did the Batman. And, but they're not part of a universe, and as you can you can tell because those standalone they're films, standalones, and they do very well. Yeah, they do very well on their own. They don't have to be a part of any set universe, and they're thriving right now. I mean, Joker Two is coming out soon. Batman Two is yep. in the works right now. I mean, they're they're thriving. They don't need to have the emblem DCEU on there for yeah. them to succeed. It's just the characters themselves outside of that that extended universe and they're thriving. And I'm happy for them. I really am because those budgets are lower. Like the, the Batman movie, the Joker movie, both of them, those budgets were so freaking historically low for a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot better in both the box office and in um in like with the critics and the audiences. Like it was, it was great. I mean, with Batman, like both the critics and the audience members, they gave it a, a decent score. With the uh, with Joker, they gave it a high score on the critic side, and the audience members loved it even more. I'm like, this is perfect. I love to see that. Um, I think that right. with superhero movies, DC was con- or Warner Brothers, I should say, was really holding these DC films hostage. They didn't know what to do with them, with these yeah. characters, and they just flopped it. Like. I remember seeing a script on what um, Justice League, the first Justice League movie, was supposed to be about. And I thought, wow, I would have loved to see it. It didn't have to do with Darkseid at all. It didn't have to do with Steppenwolf whatsoever. It had to do with Brainiac. They were going to fucking introduce Brainiac to us as the first DC villain. And they weren't even going to to throw in every single Justice League member at first. It was going to be a two-part series. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, I would have gotten on board with that. Now, originally, yes. it was already supposed to be a two-part series with Steppenwolf and Darkseid, but uh, I would have loved to see Brainiac. I would have I would have loved to see anybody else other than what we were given in the Justice League mm-hmm. movie. Um, but I think it was very unfortunate because 
2013 is the first DCEU film, Superman. And of course, you've got to start with Superman because he's he was the, the first superhero in DC Comics anyway, and most people know him. Like, like He is probably the most popular superhero right now, especially in DC, but if not of all you know comics. So people are going to are going to want to see it. They want to see a new adaptation of it. Um I think now it's safe to say people are steering away from those origin stories with Superman. They kind of want something fresh, something new. So introduce more characters before Superman. That's a I think that's a good idea. I don't think starting it off with Superman is the go-to at the moment i think that that james gunn knows that he's he's even said it it's not gonna be an origin story we're not telling it over again i'm like perfect when batman gets told it's not gonna be an origin story we fucking know his story already we've seen martha and what's his face wayne martha and um martha and freaking martha and (laughs) i only remember martha's name because because of the save martha uh batman's parents Batman's parents. This is gonna bother me. What is happening? How am I forgetting these names? Martha Thomas Wayne. Fuck. Thomas. <laughs> yeah. See, we're not seen... true fans. Yeah. We're not true fans. We're we're <laughs> we're, we're we're frauds. Um. So we've frauds. seen Martha and Thomas Wayne's deaths over and over and over again. It's and the pearls being pulled, them getting shot, stealing, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like we've seen it over and over again. We don't need to see it again. Like start something fresh. And I think that this was a good start in that direction it was something decently fresh the entire thing wasn't fresh there were certain points of course i said before that were they needed to hit as a generic point in these in uh dis, in the i almost said disney movies <laughs> in uh dis, <laughs> dc uh comic book movies but overall it was able to stand apart from the crowd and i loved it i um yeah it's a it's a good direction it gave me hope the unfortunate thing though um Unlike Shazam and Black Adam and The Flash, what they they marketed up the Wazoo and those movies didn't even deserve it. They didn't market this that well at all for two reasons. One, because of the actors' strike going on right now, they physically could not do it. They were not allowed to. And yeah. two, they didn't budget it out properly to market it out because all of their money went to those other three projects to to market. And I'm like, bro, you chose the worst films to market that well. Like I'm, I get so frustrated when I'm, when a movie gets marketed down our throats. You see it in every single Burger King and McDonald's commercial. You see them marketing those DC or Marvel movies. Um, you see them. It's marketed everywhere. The toys are out. The it's everywhere. They do it on TV sh- TV like late night TV like host TV host shows all the time. They're marketing these things so much, and the film mm-hmm. sucks ass i hate that <laughs> i'm like why would you market something that's, that's terrible market it a lot because you they want... know it sucks so. yeah but then when it comes to something that's truly good that could make a lot of money in the box office that would do so well with audience members you know because so many people would could relate to this shit you know because either their own family or they know somebody else who dealt who deals with this kind of shit all the time you know but it's it's unfortunate because they 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 fucked up on this one i think um, I wish that it had gotten marketed better because it deserves, it deserves more people to see it. It, it, it sure does. I mean, I even might see it twice. Like I think it was, it was really good. So I, I might see it again, maybe on like a, one of the Tuesdays where it's a uh, $5, 
but I would definitely see it again in theaters. But yeah, I think that for my ranking of the of overall DCU movies, I think it was the best. It was definitely I don't I don't think I know it was the best. I know that Black Adam had its its time. Like there was some some parts of the movie that were really good, and mainly it was Hawkman and um, Doctor Fate. But that were like the best parts about the movie, and of course the little the little guy. What was his name? The Adam Smasher. Adam, oh, Adam Smasher. Smasher. Yeah, yeah. And Cyclone was that her name? Cyclone. Cyclone. Yeah. I think. You got yeah. It. So they were cool. They were they were part of the GSA. And the one thing that the that we have already gotten announced is that the Superman movie that's coming out is going to have those members. It's going to have the JSA members in it so i wonder what capacity they're going to be in the movie but still it's i'm pretty excited because i I would love to build the universe don't make a freaking justice league movie in the next few years like do what marvel did extend it out give us some really good movies and then give us the movie where they all come together and i hope that's i hope that's what james gunn's doing i think that he's smart enough now to seeing what dc was doing to fix what they were doing and make it better. But yeah, I mean, I would, I'd rank this um, dude. I'm, I'm giving it a, a 9.7 out of 10 and easily. The only reason why I'm not giving it the full 10, because I don't think I'll ever give anything, anything a full 10, but also the, the villain thing is like you said before, the villain thing was kind of like one dimensional, like you said, so that could have been better. I think, um, but yeah, other than that, did you have any more thoughts about the movie, Steven? No, I think uh, I think that was that was really it. I think we covered it all. But I would honestly, I, oh. I agree with you on 9.7 out of 10. And the only reason why I wouldn't give it any higher than that is just because of the villains and also a couple of uh, spacey spots of the VFX. But, but 97% of the movie was great VFX. So I commend them for what they did yeah. with the with the budget they had. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, let's get into geek topic number one. Uh, Because, of course, that wasn't a geek topic. We were talking about just a review of the movie. But geek topic number one, we have the first two episodes of Ahsoka were supposed to come out on or supposed to release on August 23rd. But they are now set to release on Tuesday, August 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that will be interesting. Um, I know it's only six episodes, so it's probably going to be close to 30 to 40 minutes per episode. Uh, So I'll be going to bed late that night, (laughs) is what they're saying. (laughs) Going to bed pretty late. Because uh, I will be definitely watching it that night. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we'll, we'll give our breakdown of what we thought about the episodes. I I hope, I really hope that it's similar to Andor, where it's just a really great thriller, political thriller. Not really political. I don't really care about being political. But from what I've seen from the trailers, it looks really good. And in this movie, Sabine Wren comes back with a lightsaber and we're going to be making history because we're getting our first woman versus woman lightsaber battle. We've never in the history of of Star Wars ever gotten a female versus female lightsaber battle and we're going to be getting it in this move in this show. So nice. Okay. It's exciting. It is exciting. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to to see that show next week. Of course, have you watched any of the YouTube channel I sent over to you yet? 
No. Oh, that's another, that's something I could do this weekend. Yeah, I can do that this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Do Please do it because no, you I gotta will. watch I have it. To. I honestly have to. Yes. As I've mentioned in the previous podcast, you'll it'll help you appreciate Ahsoka's story more. And I I would never typically say stuff like this, but it, it's just Ahsoka is a very important part of the Star Wars universe, and I think that knowing everything that's gone on in her life is gonna make you feel more about this you'll you'll probably like the series more but whatever. yeah i remember watching a video uh, um recently mm-hmm. uh, i think it was like maybe five months ago maybe it was like around when the first trailer came out you sent me a video that i ended up watching but i'm not gonna lie most of it i forgot but i yep. will i will try very hard <laughs> to remember everything that i watch in this new video that is 29 minutes long i got you i got you yeah not too bad <laughs> not, not too bad, bad. yeah but, no uh, I, I i really do feel bad i i i um i've been watching a couple other shows with emily recently that have gotten me distracted i've been watching only murders in the building with her oh I, good show good yeah. show i watched the first season of white lotus um oh jeez okay i yep, hated it Oh my god! That yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it either. And I started watching the season two, but then I was like, okay, it's just gonna be the fucking same thing. All right, so cool. Let's not watch that. <laughs> yeah, I told Emily I was like, after the first season, I'm like, no, did not lo- care for the ending whatsoever. I thought that was bullshit. I was like, of course they, they want all the, the the dickish rich people to get the happy ending, and, and I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't I don't want to see that at all. Like they were assholes the entire time. Oh fuck that. Um. Yep. Outside of that, I'm watching another show. I just fe- finished watching How I Met Your Father season two. Oh, uh, love it! Yep, that's love a good, that show. I do too. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, it it dragged a little bit in the be- uh, beginning of the second season, but uh, it caught up again, and the ending of the second season was gold. So I liked it. Yep. I um, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been watch. I keep getting distracted with other shows with her. Like, we uh, <laughs> we watched uh, a crowded room. With uh, Tom Holland and I think I okay. told you this already. With Tom Holland and uh, what's the heck's was it good? Her name? It was really good. Oh my god! There were moments where I was yelling at the TV because I'm like, "This is bullshit! You can't be! This can't be happening!" But uh, it got me. I was invested. I really was. And the first season fully is done. And I think they're coming out with the second season. I'm not sure why they would because oh, I think it ended. Okay. Per- I think it ended uh, in a good way. <coughs> but no. Yeah, I keep getting distracted. The reason, the whole reason why I was telling the story in the first place is because I keep getting distracted, and I needed to sit down. Really, when I have a a good amount of time, I need to sit down and actually watch some more of uh, Clone Wars, if not Rebels. But yeah, yeah, I think I think you should. But I'm even gonna watch that YouTube video before I watch Ahsoka because, I mean, that's a, just a lot in Clone Wars and a lot in Rebels. So. It's impossible for me to remember everything that happened. I mean, obviously the main parts, but there's I gotta watch it again. So just recap, just remind myself what happened in those those series. But mm. yeah, I'm excited for this series, and I cannot wait to break it all down next week with you. But yeah, okay. Did you wanna move on to geek topic number two? And this is our last geek topic. Yeah. So I'm down. All right, let's let's do it. So. Doctor Strange 3 news. And I'm taking all of this with a grain of salt, bro. But it's it's been heavily rumored through like very big sources. Because they haven't even announced that this movie's coming out or a release date for it. So 
I'm taking all with a grain of salt, but if it turns out to be true, I'm very excited for it, even though I was very excited for fucking Multiverse of Madness, and then look how that turned out. But, all right, so let's get into it. This, this came out the other day, so it, Doctor Strange 3 will be a, a direct preamble to the upcoming Avengers movies, and will pick up where Multiverse of Madness ended and reveal the multiverse is dying. The film will explain how Steven is one of the multiverse's biggest threats by establishing him as the common denominator when it comes to incursions across the multiverse, aside from the main danger of the Council of Kangs, of course. The film is rumored to be adapting the Times Run Out comics, and the Black, Pe- the Black Priests will be seeking out Doctor Strange to help fix the dying multiverse as a result of the incursions happening all across the timeline. Clea is a member of the Black Priests. So, just to quickly go over what Time Runs Out, uh, Time Runs Out comic is, it's there is a pre prelude to this right now, and it's really Doctor Strange and the Illuminati. They erase the memory of Captain America because the Captain America finds out what the Illuminati are up to with the whole multiverse and killing planets, pretty much. So eight months have passed since Captain America declared Iron Man, but eventually Captain America gets his memories back, and this is when this storyline starts. So eight months have passed since Captain America declared Iron Man and the Illuminati enemies of the Avengers and started hunting them down. The Avengers have fallen under S.H.I.E.L.D.'s authority. Some members left after this event and joined Sunspot's own Avengers in order to help him and AIM, which Sunspot uh, bought to work on a solution for the incursions. The Illuminati have gone into hiding, and Iron Man has disappeared, unknown to everyone that he had been captured by Cabal. Cabal. Uh, Namor's cabal is becoming more and more uncontrollable and they have destroyed numerous alternate Earths to save this realities. Having taken over Wakanda and Necropolis, Doctor Doom started working on the incursions as well with the Mad Thinker managing to make an entire network of map makers to find what started the decay of the multiverse and planning to use the Molecule Man to navigate said map. So, of course, we know where this story ends up. It ends up with Secret and Secret Wars. Secret Wars, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, it leads into Secret Wars. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. This will be good. However, I don't know how they're going to be able to do that all in one Doctor Strange movie. I don't think they're going to be able to adapt this in a way that fans will like. And ultimately, I'll probably be disappointed, which I hate to say, but Marvel has just been doing that lately. They've been disappointing, so I'm not expecting a whole lot from this movie, especially after what they gave us with Multiverse of Madness, which was okay in some some stances, but overall didn't really peak a rewatch for me. I don't think I've even watched it twice. I think I only watched it once. But no, yeah, I've only yeah Stephen, it what once. are your thoughts when hearing this? Uh, actually, no, I've watched it twice. Um, I uh, I'm on board with you, really. I mean. I'm 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 iffy going I'm weary going into this just because of what we got with Multiverse of Madness. Like I was so hyped with Multiverse of Madness. I thought that was going to be like one of the movies of the year and it ended up just tanking so hard. Now, I don't even know who's directing Doctor Strange 3 when that does come out, but I sure hope it's not the same guy who directed Doctor Strange 2. Um who is the same guy who directed Spider-Man. Um 
Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not the same guy. I really hope they can move on and find someone. I think better. it actually might. I think it might no. be actually. <laughs> if that's the case, no, I, I don't I, see I, this going in a good way. Oh man. Yeah, no, I think actually Sam Raimi might might be um, directing Spider-Man Four. I think is the the rumor. Okay. All right. Well, if they can t- like the storyline itself is really cool. So if they're yeah. able to tie in this this story the same way that it was in the comics based on what we have we're seeing here and the description i i think they they nail it what the hell's that expression i almost said the same thing last week fuck not pin the tail on the head hit the nail on the head if they can hit the nail on the head then man <laughs> pin the tail I on the donkey yeah. you got to start saying that though I'm gonna yeah, start now that, that that's your thing you got to start saying pin, pin the yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say okay. So if if they're able to pin the tail on the donkey, I think <laughs> that um, Marvel is in a good is in, in good pace to catch up to their former self, you know. But I, um, my my hope lies that they figure this out with the writer strike and the actor strike and all that, so that or and even the VFX crew that's walked away from the Marvel completely. My hope is that they mm-hmm. could figure this out and get these people paid. Because then they'll everything will just fall back into place again if they are able to figure this shit out. I have so much hope for this film, but at the current time, if Marvel just says "fuck it," we're just gonna fire all the VFX crew, all of our actors, and we're not gonna do the actors, but you know the writers and shit. We're gonna write it ourselves because we don't give a shit. It's gonna be AI generated like we promised, and they're gonna make a better thing than you guys ever have. If they do that shit. I'm walking away from Marvel. I really am because I think that's 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 sick. That's um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's disgusting. It really is. Like mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very low to do when you know you are underpaying these people and you're overworking them. Figure this shit out because this description here, man, I would fucking love to see it. I don't know how it's possible because I'm not sure how you're gonna bring Captain America and Iron Man back into the picture. Like they could easily just just um have him in for a quick five or so minutes at the beginning and that's it but oh my god that'd be so fucking awesome i would love to see how the multiverse is just collapsing within itself right now and i'd love to see how they get the idea for battle world i really would and i would love to see dr doom for the first time Working on the incursions, I would love to see Molecule Man. I would love to see Doctor Strange in different mm-hmm. multiverse, different universes. Again, I would really love to see that because I do love what's his face, Benedict Cumberbatch. I really do. I think he's a great. Oh yeah, he's Doctor great. Strange. Absolutely. It's just I don't think he's given enough to work with. Like no matter how good of an actor he is, he could not have made Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness work based on the writing, based on the direction. It just didn't work. So. I'm I'm weary about this. I really yeah. am because they have the potential and I ha- I said this about like every other Marvel movie that came out in the last couple of years. They have the potential to for it to be really good, you know, and to expand on the universe in yeah, a big way. Yeah, there's always potential, absolutely. But they never take that potential anywhere. Like at least in the last couple of years they haven't been doing that. And no. it's frustrating because I don't want to get my hopes up on something that should be so damn good based on the budget you have. They spend so much money on marketing, on on the actors, on you know just on, on every piece, uh, except for yep. the writers and and 
you know, VFX and all that. Like, they have the money to do it. They have the fucking money. So. They do? Make it happen. Just make it happen. Make it happen, Disney. Make it happen. But, yeah, so the thing that worries me about this project is that it involves heavily the Illuminati, and we have not gotten the MCU Illuminati yet. So I don't know when they're going to be introduced. Probably not soon. Think about all the projects we have coming out. I don't think there's time to introduce them. So I don't know. I, I'm going to hope for the best, but expect the worst. <laughs> so, uh, but oh, yeah. you have any more thoughts on this one? No. No, I don't. All right. Well, do you have any other geek-related topics you want to talk about this week? Um, I don't think so. Are we like? Are they confirmed on the Fantastic Forecasting? I, I, I don't. I remember some of them were just no. rumored. They're not. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think they're. Yeah, they're all at the moment. It's all rumored. Marvel hasn't actually said that these people are are playing these characters yet. Mm. So. Okay. But we're we're thinking that by the end of the year because I think either there's a D23 or it's a uh, investors day that I think they might be re- announcing that kind of stuff at. Well, that's that's uh all I got for geek related stuff. Okay, cool, man. Well, yeah, so I'm looking forward to talking next week about Ahsoka when it comes out and yeah, so Steven, where can the good people find us? You know what? Good people can find us in many different places. Um, we have a Flavor of the Geek TikTok account where we post different kinds of videos, you know, just advertising our channel. We have, of course, our channel itself, Flavor of the Geek podcast, that we post episodes to Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify every time that we do an episode. We got a flavor of the geek pod at gmail.com email address that you can send all different kinds of inquiries and, uh, you know, spam and other stuff too, if you so please. Um, we also have a flavor of the geek Instagram account where we post all different kinds of updates, just like the kind of, of uh, update that we just talked about with uh, the geek topics one through three. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all the places that the good people can find us. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, it's been fun. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember, my name is Matthew. My name is Stephen Reyes. And And we we love love you 3,000.